Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Well, it's rare that we have a live guest to join us here right at the top of the uh, first hour of the program here, but he is fresh out of Twitter jail. Great to catch up with Montana's United States Senator Steve Daines. Senator, great to hear from you. Hey, I'm so glad to be free, Aaron. I, I I love the reactions to uh, to you being uh, basically uh, uh, canceled on Twitter because of your hunting photo with your wife. Uh, it was a beautiful photo, by the way, a beautiful antelope. And and Cindy's the one who shot the antelope. She's the one who got the shot. Well, and I tell you, I mean, it was my my kids took the picture. It, it, it's a twenty year tradition for the Danes family. Opening weekend. In fact, when the kids were growing up, when they were younger, that was that you know that four day weekend. We had that Thursday, Fridays off for the kids in Montana schools. The weekend following opening weekend. Anyway, it's been a twenty year tradition, and uh, and the kids took the picture. Uh, we had a fantastic weekend there in Eastern Montana, like we always do. And that picture I put on my profile on Twitter on January second. And this, this this antelope was taken back in October. And with no warning here, none at all, uh, Twitter shuts us down at 11 o'clock p.m. Monday night. And our jaws just dropped. We were censored, shut down, and uh, and told it was, it was adult content and a graphic image. Now, I'll tell you, just take a look at that picture here and tell me if that's adult content or a graphic image. Oh, it's a, it's a, such a great photo. And, yeah, you've got uh, so many great ho- hunting photos from over the years. So that's why I was just like, wow, this is the one that gets censored. I love the reaction though from some of our listeners uh one of our listeners i think it was eric and kalispell he said you know maybe cindy danes uh, should have been the one to shoot down the balloon uh she's a good shot <laughs> well she's a pretty good shot i gotta tell you Aaron, you know the day that the uh, the chinese red spy balloon came over the montana skies our phones were ringing off the hook and God bless my fellow Montanans. The calls were coming in saying, what can we do to take down this Chinese spy balloon? And, uh, you know, we, 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 I had to, we had to remind our fellow Montanans in hunter safety, they tell you, know your target and beyond. So we did say, uh, let's let the Air Force deal with this. But, of course, Biden seizes up. He can't do anything. The guy you know, is, is weak. I was afraid to offend the Chinese as we've got this Chinese spy balloon literally hovering hovering over the top of the most powerful weapons known to mankind, which is our ICBMs. And I got to tell you, God bless the uh, the missile wing, the 341st there in Great Falls, because that is Ronald Reagan peace through strength demonstrated. Those missiles are used every day to ensure the world remains at peace. Yeah, that's right. Well, I know, uh, you know, the, uh, Joe Biden tried to look tough in the State of the Union address the other night, talking about this very topic, and uh, tried to act like he stood up to China. It's like after he allowed the balloon to hover across the entire continental United States, it was outrageous. Senator Steve Daines, stand by. I want to get your reaction to the State of the Union address and much more. Uh, plus, what, what is uh, yeah, I think this also uh, raises, you know, raises uh, the call that you've been calling for over the years as well. That many of us have been saying that, hey, this highlights the need for not only a continued, but for more of a mission at Malmstrom Air Force Base uh, here in Montana as well. So stand by. Back right after this. 
Reporting from the Montana Legislature, I'm Eleanor Smith. Under a bill in the Senate Business, Labor, and Economic Affairs Committee, employers could not fire someone or discipline them for what they post on social media. Republican Senator Keith Regeer from Kalispell is the sponsor of Senate Bill 270. He said at a hearing for the bill Wednesday that what people say on social media is irrelevant to their place of business as long as it doesn't reference anything to do with the workplace. Does it happen in Montana? Maybe it has. Can it happen? Senate Bill 270 would help protect the First Amendment rights of Montana employees. He cited examples of teachers across the country losing their positions over controversial posts they made online. There were no opponents or proponents of the bill at Wednesday's hearing. A statute from the 2015 legislative session already bans employers from asking for employees or job applicants' usernames or passwords on social media or to ask them to disclose any personal information that might be listed on their social media platform. S&P Brake Supply and Bradline Services today, 406-245-6361. Conveniently located at 590 Billings at 1210 Lockwood Road. Hey, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Looking forward to seeing all of our friends from Glendive at the Gate Show this Friday, the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo, 45th Annual. Very cool. They're going to have an entire row just for Made in Montana and Made in North Dakota products. Looking forward to seeing that. More importantly, looking forward to seeing you. Come down and join us for Montana Talks. You deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. MontanaAdvocates.com. That's MontanaAdvocates.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, jumping right back into it here with Montana's United States Senator Steve Daines. Uh, Before we uh, talk about the State of the Union address, uh, Senator, you were telling me you actually got a phone call personally from Elon Musk over this whole Twitter jail story. Well, when Twitter put me in jail, and by the way, Aaron, uh, the food's not great, you can't beat the rent. But anyway, I'm in Twitter jail, (laughs) and... uh, uh, this thing blew up nationally, and it was it was a great ricochet. You know, Twitter censors me, and there was just this huge backlash across America around what Twitter did uh, to Sydney me and that antelope. And so Elon Musk reached out to me. So we had a very good conversation on the phone, and let me tell you something that Elon said. To the credit of Elon Musk, first of all, he got me out of jail. He reinstated my account. Number two, he says he's going to review the Twitter policies regarding some of the craziness that's going on there. And, and the point that was made by Elon, if I could sum it up, is that we can't let San Francisco values dictate the rest of the world. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I said to Elon, it's important that that in the spirit of inclusivity and tolerance, which the, the San Francisco elites are the most intolerant people in the world, says, why don't you tolerate and include the diversity of our Montana values? And so we just kind of threw their argument back at them, and i got to give Elon Musk credit for stepping in and getting me out of jail and working to, to change Twitter. That, 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 there's a deep swamp at Twitter, and that Elon's trying to do his best to drain it. That is a great line there from Elon Musk. Wow. State of the Union address. You were in the room, I understand it, uh, in the chamber. Uh, you, you were forced to have to sit through the whole thing. The most laughable moment, uh, literal laughter erupted in the chamber when, when Joe Biden basically said, well, we're going to need oil for at least 10 years. Oh, gee, you think? I mean, you couldn't help but just burst out laughing how absurd that comment was. I'd like to tell the president, said, Mr. President, the, the energy demand increases 2% every year for the world. In the next 25 years, we're going to need 50, that's 5-0, 50% more energy than we need today. Half again as much in the next 25 years. And for Biden to say oil's done in 10 years, at the same time he was bashing producers 
for not investing enough in refineries and production. When he tells them they're done in 10 years, why would you make that capital investment? You wouldn't. And so this is just the, the green hallucination that the Senate Democrats and Joe Biden live in. And it was exposed for the American people at the State of the Union Address. Well, and we, we saw weakness on display, as, as you pointed out, I know, on Fox News over the weekend and on Fox Friends, Fox and Friends on Monday morning. This this China spy balloon was, was symbolic of the weakness that's been displayed on every front by this Biden administration and by liberal Senator John Tester and Senate Democrats. Uh, when 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 he made this claim that somehow he was being tough on China, it was just outrageous after he let the, the spy balloon hover all the way across the continental United States. Aaron, I'll tell you, um, the, the capabilities of that spy balloon, by the way, are greater than I think the administration is trying to kind of downplay. This is kind of like a weather balloon on steroids. But I think more importantly, this was a trial balloon by the, the communist Chinese government to test the will of this White House because they let that come across U.S. airspace. It came across the Aleutian Islands. We, it was in U.S. airspace days before it ever got to Montana. And the administration just sat there and did nothing. They were afraid they were going to offend the Chinese. It's nonsense to say they couldn't take a shot of that balloon over the Aleutians or over Montana. As I told the American people, I said, if they would have shot it over Montana, the biggest risk was hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. You're, you're not going to hurt anybody if you take the shot there over most of Montana. So this is another chilling moment. And, Aaron, as you pointed out, this is a pattern of behavior of weakness. Go back to the Bosch Afghanistan withdrawal. Go back to when Biden shuts down the Keystone Pipeline and pleads with Iran and Venezuela for oil. Go back to the moment he drains the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. He's creating American weakness. And then on the world stage with this Chinese spy balloon, he just freezes up. He seizes up and can't do anything. It sent a very chilling message, in my opinion, to the rest of the world, that we have a very, very weak president. And, Aaron, that's very dangerous for our country and for America. To me, this also says that we, we not only have an important mission for our great airmen at Malmstrom Air Force Base and then our Air National Guard folks that are also in Great Falls, but we should expand that mission. And hopefully, and I know we lost our fighter jets uh, for the Air Guard under a you know, previous Democrat governor, but let's, let's get those fighter jet back. So let's not only support the continued mission, but let's expand it. Your thoughts? Absolutely. We've got the, the runway there can be put in place and used very, in very, very short order. I mean, that there, there once upon a time was a, a, a fighter jet mission there, as you know, Aaron. It's time to bring the fighter jets back to Malmstrom because, as we just saw, you know, they just scramble those F-22s. They had to come up out of Nellis. Uh, we could take those and scramble right out of Montana. Let's bring the mission back to Malmstrom as part of ensuring we protect the, the greatest part of our national defense, which is ICBMs. My favorite challenge going from the 341st Missile Wing says this, scaring the hell out of America's enemies since 1962. Uh, it is absolutely peace through strength. And you've got somebody like Joe Biden now that is, em is empowering our enemies because of his weakness, indecisiveness, and frankly, just a rumbling, stumbling president that needs to be soundly defeated in 2024. 30 seconds to go. Montana Senator Steve Daines, what's the most important things Montanans need to hear that we didn't cover yet? Well, I'll tell you, um, I, I, 
I want the contrast to where Montana is headed under Governor Gianforte and where D.C. is headed under the leadership or lack thereof of Joe Biden and Senate Democrats could not be clearer. Thank God for our leadership in Montana that's heading towards freedom, more limited government, lower taxes, fewer regulations. The opposite is true here of every Senate Democrat and Joe Biden. It is time to make sure these guys get swept out of power in 24, and Montana's going to play a really big part of that in 2024. The whole country's watching what's going to happen in Montana in 2024. It's time for Montana to stand up and make sure we elect leaders who represent Montana values and not... Call is free. The information is free. You could save thousands. Call 800-200-7174. 800-200-7174. With the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network, I'm Lee Nordblund. The U.S. Forest Service has once again released a plan to shoot stray cattle from a helicopter in the Gila Wilderness in New Mexico. According to a letter, the removal of the cattle is necessary to protect the habitat of aquatic and terrestrial wildlife, including federally listed threatened and endangered species. But Bronson Corn, president-elect of the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association, says there's no evidence to back up the Forest Service claim. Remove 150 head of cattle off of over a half million acres. Uh, they claim that the cattle are destroying the riparian areas down through the Gila River, and uh, there's, no, there's no evidence behind that. The only evidence that they have actually comes from the Center of Biological Diversity. They have stated that they want to have the Gila Wilderness cleaned up for their 100-year anniversary in 2024. And that's the reason for this operation. They don't want unauthorized cattle on the wilderness for their 100-year anniversary. According to the Forest Service, over 756 cattle have been removed either through lethal or non-lethal means over the course of nine contracts for their removal. But under New Mexico state law, a stray slick cattle belonged to the New Mexico Livestock Board not the U.S. Forest Service. The Forest Service has done several gathering operations. The problem with what the way the Forest Service is doing it is that the contract prices that they put out there are unrelative to get the class of people that you need to get in and get this job done correctly. If they're really serious about trying to fix the problem that they created in the first place, they need to come up with the money to get it done right. Corn stated that the Livestock Association is not opposed to aerial gunning for predators or problem cattle, but fears the Forest Service's actions could become a precedent on public lands across the West. But to go through and just blatantly just start shooting everything, absolutely not. And this is not a New Mexico problem. This is not an Arizona problem. This is a this is a Western states problem. And we don't want the Forest Service to decide that this is a tool that they want to have in their tool bag for any occasion that they feel that they can use it. The New Mexico cattle growers are represented by the Wyoming-based Bud Fallon Law Office in suing the Forest Service for their removal plan. Rancher Greg Putnam on why he breeds Mishima Reserve Wagyu Bulls to his first calf Angus heifers. That Wagyu program for us really complements our Angus program. It allows us to kind of take that really quality Angus foundation that we've built and almost diversify it a little bit and just kind of open up a whole other area that we can market those calves. But also, from a performance perspective, it really does great. Receive premiums above market price for your crossbred calves. Attend the spring seminar February 22nd, 9 a.m. at Midland Bull Test, Columbus, Montana. Visit MishimaReserve.com for more. Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything, because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9590 and WB9719. Both offer high yield potential, standability, and are balanced with protein. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. 
Performance may vary. The latest World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates report shows that for the 2022-2023 year, U.S. wheat ending stocks were increased a bit to 568 million bushels, while the exports of U.S. wheat were unchanged at 775 million bushels. But the farm gate price for wheat dropped 10 cents from the January estimate to $9 per bushel. As for world wheat production, the number came in at 783.8 million metric tons, up slightly from January. While wheat exports from both Russia and Ukraine were up this month, Russia had 43.5 million metric tons reported, while Ukraine was up at 13.5 million metric tons. Humbling Northland, Western Ag Network. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, yesterday, I told you about the big news out of the Montana legislature where they're advancing bills uh, in the House uh, to protect doctors, nurses, other health care workers so they don't get forced into, into doing these uh, radical transgender surgeries on little kids or they don't get forced into having to perform abortions. Uh, the medical rights of conscience uh, bill, House Bill 303, uh, huge numbers voting in support of that in the state house in Montana. Meanwhile, in the Montana State Senate yesterday afternoon, uh, SB 99, uh, the bill to protect kids from these radical transgender surgeries and other uh, uh, dangerous treatments, also passed uh, the Montana State Senate uh, 30 to 20, and they picked up even more uh, Republican state senator votes on third reading yesterday. We've got a full update on our Montana Talks website right now. Uh, So what's the next uh, uh, big bills that are being up for uh, consideration here this week in the Montana legislature? Here's the latest from Jeff Lasloffy. Time now for a legislative update brought to you by the Montana Family Foundation. Here's President of the Montana Family Foundation and former Speaker Pro Tem, Montana House of Representatives, Jeff Laszlofi. Finally, at the end of the sixth week of the 2023 legislative session, the Montana legislature is catching its stride. Today, we'll testify on three bills, but before we discuss those, I have some good news. Yesterday, we saw the final Senate vote on Senate Bill 99, a bill to ban gender transition surgery on minors. We asked you to call, and call you did. In fact, we picked up two votes from the previous day. The final vote was 30 to 20 in favor of the bill, proof positive that your input does indeed make a difference. In the House yesterday, we saw the second reading vote on House Bill 234, a bill to make it illegal for schools and librarians to show obscene and pornographic materials to students. We're not talking about sex education class. We're talking about materials so obscene that examples of it had to be concealed before placing it on legislators' desks. Despite the best efforts of the legislature's only transgender member, the bill passed 55 to 45. What's truly sad is the third Republican legislators who voted no on the bill. We're working hard to make sure the 55 votes hold tight during today's final vote. And you can help by going to our website at montanafamily.org and asking those legislators who voted no to change their vote. In all, it's been a good week, but the week's not over. Today, we'll testify on three bills. The first two will be heard in House Judiciary, and the third in House Taxation, not a committee we normally appear before. The first bill is House Bill 359, a bill to prohibit minors from attending drag shows. How did we even get to this point? 
depending on who shows up, this could be a very interesting hearing. With the recent push to hold drag queen story hours all across the U.S. and in Montana, parents are leveling charges of grooming minors at those public libraries and even Zoo Montana in Billings who have hosted these events. As we studied the issue in preparation for today's hearing, I was left with more questions than answers, and one question in particular. As the father of five and grandfather of eight, I know there are no little children out there begging to be told a story by a drag queen, but suddenly, for some strange reason, drag queens are begging to tell stories to little children. Why? It's a question that deserves an answer, and I'll ask it during today's hearing on House Bill 359. After that, we'll shift gears and move away from bills dealing with sexual deviancy, where we've been stuck for the past two weeks, to testify on Senate Bill 191. This bill seems innocuous, maybe even boring, but it directly involves a case we've been involved in for over a decade. The purpose of the bill is to bring Montana's lax temporary injunction statute into conformity with the more rigorous federal statute. In our case, it affects bills like the law to require parental consent for a minor to get an abortion, which passed in 2012. That law has been under a so-called temporary injunction for the past 10 years, and still we don't even have a district court decision. The temporary injunction has in effect become a permanent injunction, and Senate Bill 191 would put a stop to these types of judicial gamesmanship. The final bill is House Bill 408, a bill to increase the cap on Montana's tax credit scholarship program from $2 million to $5 million per year. This is the program that allows Montana students to receive a scholarship to attend the private school of their choice, including private religious schools. The program is so wildly popular that this year's $2 million cap was reached in mere minutes. $5 million is still not nearly enough money, but it's a good place to start. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right, thanks to Jeff Lasloffy for that uh, great update once again here. He's doing these updates every day uh, during the legislative session, uh, every every one of those 90 days uh, during this legislative session. Uh, let's see. By the way, if you, if you want the latest on Senate Bill 99 that he referenced, if you want the latest on House Bill 203, and the good news that your Montana lawmakers are now moving forward with bills to protect our kids, bills to protect our health care workers. We've got that story, MontanaTalks.com, right now. And uh, if you have the app on your phone and if you get our, our alerts, you would have gotten that breaking news alert that SB 99 passed uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, shortly after the, the news broke. Uh, crazy story uh, at a Yellowstone National Park. Uh, <laughs> and this, oh, brother, this is so typical of the white liberals that are running our government and how they look down on the rest of us, especially if you happen to be a person of color. Yellowstone National Park is getting absolutely dragged on social media after the park shared a post about black people who hike. (laughs) I am not joking. Anyway, uh, last year, black people who hike received a grant from the National Park Foundation uh, Park Ventures Program to help increase representation of black people in our national parks. The grant helped fund trips to see our nation's parks, including Yellowstone, where participants the idea of access and what it meant to them. So, So the National Park Foundation is funding 
a group called Black People Who Hike. Hey, kids, look at the black people hiking in the park. I, I, this is outrageous. This is absolutely outrageous, and it is so typical of these uppity white liberals. Oh, look at how cute it is. There's black people hiking in the park. Uh, this is just outrageous. Uh, now, now the, the national Yellowstone National Park is getting dragged on social media already over this, and they're getting defensive. They're saying, hey, hey well, uh, th- this was funded by the National Park Foundation. It's separate from the National Park Service. Uh, okay, but you guys are promoting black people who hike. Uh, anyway, uh, Tim Jensen jumped in on the uh, on the Facebook uh, commentary on the Yellowstone National Park Facebook page. He says, uh, maybe I'm confused. I thought we were all Americans here. Uh, black people who hike. Does it get any more racist than this? Come on. All right. Uh, we got State Senator Steve Heinbaugh out of Glendive coming up, or Weibo, right after this. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, about this time tomorrow morning, I will be getting our equipment all set up uh, live from the gate show, the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo. Uh, it's going to be a, a great time, as always. Always good to see our friends, not only in Glendive, but really, you know, we, we get friends that travel from across eastern Montana to, to join us for the gate show. And uh, kind of like how we open up the phone lines on the program, what we're going to do tomorrow is we're going to open up the microphones. And, of course, we'll have some great guests uh, that our friends from the gate show we're going to line up for us as well, uh, but always a good time. Last year, I believe it was, when we were at the Gate Show, it's also fun to catch up with Glendive area lawmakers, uh, like we caught up with Representative Brandon Lear out of, uh, out of Savage, Montana. I, I said Sydney yesterday, and I was very quickly fact-checked by our friend Tim and Savage, who wanted you to know that Representative Lear is from Savage, not from Sydney. So thanks for, uh, for keeping me on track on that one. And we had like a Representative Jerry Schillinger make the drive over from Circle, and uh, not as far of a drive, but he made the drive over from uh, Weibo as well, State Senator Steve Heinbaugh. But all those lawmakers are going to be tied up in in the legislature uh, tomorrow, so uh, we won't be able to see them at the Gates show, so it's great to catch up uh, with lawmakers like Senator Heinbaugh right now. Uh, Senator, great to chat with you this morning. How's everything going? It's going great, Aaron. Thank you for for having me on. Well, I'll tell you, one of the coolest uh, sights that I saw at the Capitol last week when we were there for two days of coverage, uh, I, I well, got to see you, of course, got to meet your son, uh, but I, I was there getting a cup of coffee at the little cafeteria, and there's a little bench right there, and there were three little kids, and they were, you know, maybe enjoying some ice cream or something like that, and then your wife was, was sitting there with them, and, and so anyway, all four of them were on this little bench all enjoying a, a treat. It was just the coolest moment yeah it was fun to have him here we we had our our, our uh, oldest son here last week and our youngest son is here this week so uh, we we've, we've enjoyed having him and said it's a joy to show them uh, what's uh, going on and how laws are made in this country so 
Well, we're going to miss you at the Gates show, uh, but you're getting the job done back in Helena. Definitely want to hear some of the legislation you're working on in particular. But first, uh, you know, since since we're uh, in Glendive for the Gates show, how would you tell folks, you know, hey, here, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening in eastern Montana, especially in the Glendive area. Well, I, I, first off, I'd like to tell everybody hi <clears throat> over in eastern Montana. It's, uh, you know, we, we tell everybody that we're... Uh, <clears throat> We're closer to three state capitals than we are in our own. It's almost 500 miles from the capital to our, to the ranch house, so we don't get to go home every weekend where a lot of legislatures do up here. And uh, so we, uh, we we don't get to do that, but we are uh, we we think about them every day because we we want to uh, um, we want to keep freedom in this country and in this state and. And uh, I guess that's the best thing I could give them is freedom. I, I, people call and ask for this and for that, and, and some of them things are important also. But freedom is really what what uh, is high on my list to give them. So. You know, that's a, and I think that's a good point because, you know, some of those lawmakers, they don't have to travel far to make it back home for the weekend, but yet sometimes they're the ones who forget who sent them there and why they were sent there, whereas, you know, some of our, our strong representatives out of eastern Montana, it's a further drive to make it home, but they don't forget where they came from. And I, and I would like to just echo that, Aaron. We've got, I've got great uh, house people that are representing eastern Montana that I but I appreciate a bunch, uh, you know, uh, Representative Schillinger and Representative Phelan and Representative Lear are great friends of mine, and we talk a lot, and, and we talk about what we can do for, for Eastern Montana. So um, I just wanted to echo that. Um, <clears throat> one thing that we're doing, the bit, probably the biggest, one, one of the biggest things that we're talking about uh, here at the Capitol is, is how much, what we're going to do with the surplus money. And, uh, you know, I guess a lot. Some of us voted. There was, I think, there was over 50 of us who voted to, to come and have a special session and give it all back, and you know, give, give most of it back. And we had uh, probably 20 or 30 people that that said they didn't really want to do it in a special session because it cost a little bit more. We'll do it as soon as we get there. And so we're still trying to finagle what's going to go on with that. And and uh, you know, and it, it's going to be a discussion as far as we go. We've got. We've got some legislation that's in play right now to give about uh, seven hundred fifty million back to the people and, and pay off about one hundred fifty million dollars worth of debt. So that's in play, but it looks like we're going to have three you know, towards three billion dollars worth of surplus, and and so uh, it's just like anybody. If you've got the money sitting there, everybody has an idea where to spend it, and we need to remember it's people's money. That's That's great, and people could could really use that right now, especially uh, with the inflation pinch that's coming out of the the Joe Biden John Tester and inflation that's wiping away the wage growth that we've seen here under our our strong economy in Montana, which is you know thanks to the the, the freedom uh, legislators that are running this state and in a, in a freedom oriented governor, our economy is doing better than than the blue states are doing, but still we're filling the pinch because of what's going on uh, federally, what's going on nationally. 
Uh, speaking of, uh, of of economic news, I, I know the news broke while you've been back there in Helena is serving in the legislature, but uh, a major hit for our friends, not just in Sydney, but really all across eastern Montana, a major hit for the whole state uh, with the announced closure of Sydney Sugars. Do you, your reaction to that, is there anything that can be done uh, to try to, to get that facility back online? That's been a topic of conversation for sure, and we sure haven't come up with anything that's real profound yet. We want to, we're going to keep talking about it, and I know it's going to be a hit to 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 our country. You know, we had the we had the coal-fired power plant that that was shut down, and that was part of the reason that we had problems with Sigma Sugar. But uh, and so we 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 got to quit shutting things down for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You sh- when the uh, when the coal fired power plant got shut down a while back, I think a lot of folks said, "Okay, there's there's going to be ripple effects from this, and not ju- not just ripples, waves, uh, tsunami like yeah. effects." When you see something like that go down, that there are consequences uh, when when decisions like that are made. I mean, one idea I've even just considered is could the locals form their own co op uh, to to get the facility back online or not? I know other people have talked about well. Have, could they could they ship the the beets to Billings and but but the fuel cost would just would just wipe you out on that one alone. Yeah, it's it's going to be something we're going to have to get kind of creative on and figure out what what we can do or if we can do anything. And so we would sure like some input from people back back home on on uh, their ideas because that's uh, they make the best they make the best decisions. Sometimes we think they're smarter up here. But, we need, we need input from back there to figure these things out. That's right. Say, Senator Steve Harnbaugh out of Weibo, Montana. What else do you want to tell folks? Whether it's a, you know about what's going on in Eastern Montana, some of the some of the good news out of Eastern Montana as well, or uh, maybe another uh, piece of legislation you're working on in the Capitol. Well, the good news is, and, and like I say, I haven't been back there. The, the boys say we're still fighting a little bit of snow. Uh, the good news is, is we're going to have some moisture and, and things are going to look good. I think as when spring comes, and so that's exciting. Um, there's a few pieces of legislation that that, that I'm working on and and kind of kind of you know passionate about. Um, one of them is I'd sure like to to figure out a way to make it easier to build um, public buildings in our country. We we got uh, because of our strong union presence in the state. Um, and if you don't think it's strong, just uh, put a bill in that uh, talks that tries to put unions in line. You'll see how many union people are running around here. Um, but anyway, the, uh, we would like to, to work on the, the zone pay. Uh, as you all know, our our zone city that uh, we had in, in, in the Eastern District in Montana, it was, was Billings, and if you were 50 miles out of that, it cost you more to build buildings just because you had to pay, you had to pay the workers more. And, and so that, that's been a problem for years. We did put Miles City and Sydney in there last year, but now there's all kinds of country that still has that problem. And, and so that's a struggle I'm, I'm having, trying to figure out how to get that bill passed. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, that would that would hinder uh, uh, growth in in the rural parts of the state, in particular, which is where you know uh, we need that that type of growth, right? Uh, where we're getting yeah. too much growth in parts of the state, and not enough in other parts of the state, and and yet we have policies that seem to to basically uh, ensure that. Yeah, very interesting. All right, well, State Senator Steve Heinbach, great to chat with you as always. Thanks for joining us here in the early morning hours of the program. We'll miss you in Glendive tomorrow, but I know folks are proud of the work you're doing back there in Helena. Thanks a bunch, Sharon. Appreciate it a bunch. All right. Yeah, great to catch up with you here. Quick break on Montana Talks. Phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. And then Tim and Savage also reminded me, today is Thursday. So today is the day David Noble will be with us here in a few minutes. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. By the way, if the Chinese balloon thing taught us one thing, is Joe Biden is not willing or able to protect us when it matters most. Why did they hide it from we, the American people, for what, four or five days? Why didn't they take this thing out of the sky as it was about to go into airspace over Alaska? They said they saw the whole thing happening and unfolding in real time, you know, but yet it flies from Alaska down the west coast of Canada into Idaho, from Idaho over Montana, over our ICBM missile silos. Uh, then down to Missouri and Kansas and Kentucky and then the Carolinas. And they did nothing. And they told us nothing. Joe Biden said, oh, they're not really a threat over China. They're not a threat. Well, what if there were bioweapons in there? Or what in the, if in the future maybe this was a test run or an EMP attack? Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today right here. Do you have $10,000 set aside for your final expenses? With the increasing cost of a funeral, plus any credit card debt and other expenses you have, your family could be stuck paying that huge bill. Don't let that happen. If you're between the ages of 50 and 85, you could get up to $10,000 or more to cover final expenses for less than a dollar a day. Call the Life Insurance Savings Group at 800-663-4141 or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. With the Life Insurance Savings Group, you're guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health and with no medical exam. You can't be turned down, even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are overweight. Plus, your rates will never go up and your benefits will never go down, all for less than a dollar a day. Get your free quote today. Call 800-663-4141. 800-663-4141. Or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. That's 800-663-4141. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, well, we're going to get David Noble's reaction to the State of the Union address here uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. I was so excited to hear his reactions yesterday, the day after the State of the Union, that I was I was thinking yesterday was Thursday, but uh, it was only Wednesday. But here we are. He'll be in today, and then I think he's got several uh, great uh, updates for our woke update of the week as well. Newt Gingrich, before the State of the Union address, uh, predicted it. He called it. He said it was going to be a fantastic to see State of the Union, and that's exactly what it was. Look, I think uh, this was a fantasy State of the Union. Uh, You got to hear from a guy who resides in a White House, flies on Marine One to the airport to pick up Air Force One to go to Delaware so he can bicycle every weekend. Uh, His world's fine. It's just the rest of us who are in pain. Uh, And I think what you saw last night was a speech that was totally disconnected from reality. Uh, His comments about China 
we're, we're in the verge of laughable. You know, we met this challenge and we we did what was necessary. That's baloney. So totally dishonest. His comments about the border, totally dishonest. Uh, his attempt to attack the Republicans on Medicare and Social Security, totally dishonest. Uh, it was a it was a breathtaking speech, and frankly, I thought the big news of the evening uh, was uh, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm -hmm who became a Republican star nationally with what I think may have been the best value speech by a Republican since Ronald Reagan in 1964. Uh, I've been checking with friends all morning, and they are just blown away by how she captured the real choice between normal and crazy, uh, the degree to which Biden now, whether he, because he believes it or because he's intimidated, is part of the crazy. And that's what you saw last night. I mean, he just literally stood there and lied to the American people again and again. And the problem he's got is people in the 72% of the American people say they're living paycheck to paycheck. So they hear this guy tell them how great it is. They're thinking, what, you know, what planet is he on? Yeah, no, great point. Fantasy State of the Union. 30% of school kids in the largest school district in Montana are struggling uh, when it comes to food, was a report we saw the other day. But Joe Biden says everything's just fine. It's great. Uh, Nancy and Roundup, what's your thoughts this morning? Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I want to talk about the Montana food banks, and I've got a couple of shopping tips. But first, let's acknowledge uh, Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custer, who married Elizabeth Elizabeth Clifton Bacon in Monroe, Michigan, today, February 9th, 1864. They had 300 guests at their wedding. And talking about balloons, uh, George was a young aide-de-camp to uh, General uh, George McClellan during the Civil War. And in 1862, he actually was in the Balloon Corps. And he uh, mentioned how terrified he was because these early balloons were made out of a varnished cotton. And they, of course, were they used hot air to keep them adrift. And they could actually reach a height of a thousand feet during the American Civil War. So I think that was that's very fascinating information. Yeah. And I want to talk about our Montana food banks. They're being stretched. They're hurting. Uh, they're not getting the donations because there's, of course, a problem with supply and demand. And we're also getting so many outsiders into our state. And you do not have to uh, sign up to use our food banks. You can just use. You can just be a walk-in. And our homeless population now from uh, outside states are, are coming. Coming in and they're walking in and they're taking a lot of the food uh, that uh, Montana families uh, really actually need. And uh, so I just want to say that uh, the food banks need our help. Uh, if you have any extra shopping bags or, or plastic uh, wraps or whatever, uh, take them to your local food bank. And you can also volunteer. You can even make a food bank of your own in your own community. You can put one in a garage or a shed if you've got one on your property. So uh, let's help feed one another. And I want to mention I went to Billings. I spent half a day in Billings Monday. I went to the Sweetheart uh, Bakery outlet on Main Street. And I'm telling you, my God, I'm a bagel eater. And here, here in Roundup, they're selling bagels $5.39 a package. I can't wow. afford it, but I got it for $2.50 at the Sweetheart Bakery outlet. There you go. I That's a good $21, tip. I spent $21 on merchandise, and they gave me three products for free. Well, next, next, tell us where we can find the cheaper eggs, too, uh, right? All right, Nancy.